I'm not going around! Or our trip to Europe <laughs> today on the Music Universe Radio. Oh my god, there you go. <laughs> you are a loon. You are the craziest mofo I have ever <laughs> met. And I mean that with love, and I mean that with... Oh my God, so much <laughs> laughter because, I mean, you had to be there to experience this. This was fun. This, this was fun. This guy, if you travel with him, and mind you, we've traveled many times before, but this is the first time we've ever flown together. Not on, on this, this scale, for one thing. No, well, <laughs> right. But do not piss this guy off no, when you're in an airport. No, and before we get to that, I just want to do a quick bit of housekeeping you might notice that this episode is not numbered as a music universe podcast episode and it is subheaded tmu radio so we've decided that for the ones that are just us talking about our experiences that may have something to do with music but we give you all of the details like flying in to get there where we stayed what we did we thought it was more appropriate not to call it a part of the music universe podcast even though you see it as part of the feed or not to number it as part of the Music Universe podcast official episode, right. we've decided to now call these little back-and-forth banter chat show episodes TMU Radio. So that's why you're seeing that. Yes. And we thought this was the perfect episode to do this because we want to give you uh, the, <laughs> the whole picture, not just the Garth concert in Ireland, which we will get to and we will devote a substantial portion to, but uh, everything, including why, uh, and this will come later, so listen towards the end, including why I shouted, I'm not going around at the top of this episode, <laughs> and why Buddy is laughing like his nuts are in a vice. So, well, and that's that's just my laugh. But, um, <laughs> dude, I've had, I don't think I've had more fun on a trip than this. <laughs> and it all started uh, on the morning of September 2nd. I, I flew to meet you yep. at the D.C. airport, and then uh, we flew to New York, and then the international leg was later that weekend and god we've just had so much fun and yes initially the the garth concert night one of the five night of nights of ireland were that was the basis of doing the trip but we had some other music experiences in there that uh, some of it kind of came up and some of it was kind of planned and i'm so glad we did it all because there's nothing like the experiences we've just been on it was so cool was you know the the only place you didn't really get to we didn't do much music in paris towards the end of the trip where i'm not going around right. happened uh but <laughs> we also didn't do and this this upset me because i i did look for uh, other than trying to convince you to go to a broadway show that i thought you would have liked uh we decided not to i did look for concerts and things like maybe there was something at the garden really wasn't for that weekend that we were there which is surprising because Labor Day weekend is usually a big weekend, a big vacation weekend. So sometimes shows will go into those venues to capitalize on the, the extra people in the city. So, But there really was nothing that we could have seen. And that's the one thing I'm, I'm kind of sad about because New York has such legendary music venues. Although you did get to see Madison Square Garden from the outside. We ended up walking around almost right. the whole of the circular part of the venue. Yeah, you know, I know that um, 
Broadway wasn't something I wanted to spend with the 48 hours we had right. in New York as my first time being there. So we'll have to revisit that at some point when there's an artist that I'm really digging that that's either doing a show or there's a show that's really, really neat. But um, we, we did do a little investigating for, for a music show that was the biggest Central Park concert ever, though. And we were wrong. Well, yes. So if, if you're floating around... Uh, Twitter right now, and you see this video of these two guys that are asking Garth if uh, we are in the right spot for his Central Park concert. I we realized on the plane going to London that uh, we were a little off on that. So we were trying to find specifically because we're kind of nuts in that aspect, and I like no, it's history. Like it's of, history because I'll tell you what. Right, you can't tell from you really have a hard time telling even from the aerial footage from that special, where that stage was set up. For some reason, that stage and those mm -hmm. people, it makes it look like an entirely different space than than just a field. Uh, a, the North right. Meadow is what it's called, or the North Lawn. Right. It's, it's either the North... I always get them confused. The Great it's North Meadow. North Meadow. Uh, the North yeah. Meadow is, is a field of baseball mounds in Central Park up on 103rd Street. And so that's in Harlem. So you've been in all five boroughs, buddy. Yay. Uh, because. <laughs> no longer a New York City virgin. <laughs> it just said yay. <laughs> yay. And the laughs continue. Well, well, we went to Staten Island the first night on the ferry ride, which he was judging me because I listened to my headphones while the, the wind blows. In my non-hair. It's a little weird when you're with someone and you're rocking out to the river while on the river, pretending That's like you're point. performing the river in front of millions I'm of people. I'm not pretend, not in the thing. I'm just letting it wash over me. I'm not. That's for later How when I'm at the How many water puns are we going to have in this one sentence? What? You just said wash over you. How many water puns are we going to have in this one sentence? I, that wasn't even intentional. <laughs> I, I, you could tell we've spent way too much time together the last week plus. <laughs> well, um, so anyway, so you got to go to Staten Island because we did the ferry. And then because of the airports, you go through Brooklyn and Queens. Right. So and then we stayed in Manhattan and then up to Harlem for Central Park. So we tried to yeah. find it. Um, but I think we were I think we saw it. I think we saw the two mounds. And I even think we were facing the right direction. I think the stage was just forward a little bit more. Or no, there's a, speaking of water puns, there's a body of water that we didn't see that the stage was in front of. So you find that right. body of water, that fountain, or that natural lake, and I think you'll find where it is. Well, we, so, we kind of went off one photo that you had, and yeah. then for uh, some reason we just decided later to, to check the other photos, because you see more of the of the skyscrapers in his his view of it from mm -hmm. from the stage but you know the things change in 25 years with with uh, trees growing and, and and stuff so it's possible we were in the right area just we were trying to find the specific mounds to figure out how the stage exactly laid out but you could also tell by the aerial views that the crowds kind of go off to the back uh, even further than what we were allowing in our view one thing i will say based on having been to the show at Yankee Stadium, which also had wings and, and everything. I don't think that stage was... It was 300 feet wide. 
mm-hmm. long. Right. But I don't think it was it was as big as it looked on TV. I think there were a lot of wide angle lenses. I think there were a lot of wide angle lenses on TV that made it look um wider than it was because that's what wide angle lenses do. They make they make aspect uh, not aspect ratios, but they make the depth of field look a little longer. Right. Because I think the stage in Yankee Stadium was 300 feet again, just this time with LED screens instead of light bars. And there you go. There it is. So I I do think it was a massive, massive structure. But you look at how close together those mounds are, and and it kind of makes sense a a little bit. So maybe one day I'll find it, maybe not. Certainly not my last time to New York, and certainly not yours, I would hope. Not at all. And and I'm seeing an even greater aerial view as we're chatting now, and um, you can really see how they had it set up. So I think, uh, as I... I know it doesn't mean anything to anybody, but I'm texting that to you right now that I did not see this whenever we were looking at it. But if you look at that, you could tell we were in the right direction, but we we needed to face the opposite way. So the stage was more into the park. We had walked into the park, found the first two mounds. So I think it was um, the back of the stage is facing the rest of the park if that makes sense. So when you look at that, you can kind of tell that we, we were in the right area, just not the right direction. Down far enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it, if, um, you know, but hey, it was still a cool experience. We just took a bunch of random pictures in a spot there. On <laughs> where we thought the stage was, but hey, we'll just pretend that was where the crowd was, where we were, because that's really where they were, um, instead as opposed to the staging. But you could just see the overflow of it. I mean, it's just... Uh, it's just massive, and uh, it's historic. It'll n- likely never be beat again. And, uh, you know, he had uh, just as many people, if not more, show up for the Talk Shop Live broadcast, a uh, re-airing of it that they did on the anniversary date on August 7th. Yeah, crazy. It even crashed the the site, and some of us couldn't get on. I got lucky. I, I was able to... Sh- Stream it on my TV and left it alone. New York was so much fun. I mean, we also did, um, I mean, I don't know how much walking we did just in that little day, but we did everything we set out to do during that time. What I had to do, what I tried to do, was cram everything in that we could. So the first night we did Staten Island Ferry. Then the next day we did everything else. We went to Macy's. We. Oh, yeah, that place was gigantic. We went to Macy's. We went to Times Square. We went to the Harley store for you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we gosh. hit the Nintendo store. We hit uh, Line Friends, which is all the BTS stuff because the kid loves them. Uh, and then um, Ship uh, Thing. Went to yep. Columbus Circle. Checked out the, the lower part of Central Park. You've had a weird obsession with Central Park the entire time. Central Park, Central Park, Central Park. <laughs> I like, just wanted to experience something that was so see, iconic with the city. See, living in New York, I never really went to Central Park because Central Park is mm, murder town. Uh, well... <laughs> at night, at night. But I I never liked, you know, you get into Central Park and then it's like a maze. I, I've never been a fan of Central Park. If I'm going to walk around, I'm going to walk around the city blocks. I understand that it, you know, you get deep enough into Central Park and it's quiet, just like where we were up north, very quiet, right, for the North Meadow. Uh, but 
I, again, just not my thing. But cool that you liked it. Yeah, it didn't bother me that it was uh, noisy in the city and I wanted quiet. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see what what the experience was. No, I'm saying there. that's what draws people to to Central Park right, to, for their right. walks and whatever. I was never like that. Uh, so you know, we did a lot. I didn't get to take you to B&H. They were closed for the Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're, they're Jewish run, they're Hasidic Jewish run. So they have very interesting hours. And even when I lived there, it would be like, I want to get this, but I got to make sure I catch them right. Uh, because mm-hmm. there are some holidays and things that they'll shut down for, for weeks and you won't be able to get, you won't even be able to order online. So very oh, interesting wow. how that, how they are run and, and kind of cool, kind of cool that it's this thing that serves everybody, but you're, you're, yeah. you, you're, you're, you're beholden to their culture, and, and that's a very New York thing uh, and very, very cool. So anyway, so I crammed as much as I possibly could in there for you. And We, we threw the to 9-11 s- Memorial in there, we, the Oculus, all that. Yep, Oculus, 9-11 Memorial. We ate at one of my favorite restaurants called Becco. Uh, mm-hmm. We ate at my old uh, fast Italian fast pizza joint called Rosella's because we stayed where I used to live. We stayed downtown very very close to where i used to live so it was really cool uh to get to do that we crammed so much in in fact you wanted to go up to to central park the first day i said yeah we're kind of stuck shopping let's start tomorrow (laughs) by taking the subway go up to central park and then we worked our way down and we called it our landmark day because we had to find central park the arconia from only murders in the building which we love to watch and Somebody is very, very obsessed with mad about you. I, I don't. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> so we had to find that apartment building, the exterior shot building. I had always said, had I ever go to New York, I'd have to find the building, mm-hmm. and we did. And that's that's part of uh, to me the the New York thing. And I had people asking me, "Well, did you find friends?" I was never into that show, so no, I didn't care. Well, it was funny because my very first, like, serious partner that I ever had, I dropped him off uh, after our first date on that exact corner right across the street from that Mm -hmm. building. And that's why you you heard me go, oh, no way. And you were like, what's wrong? I'm like, and I told you that story. So, you know, New York has a way of of being, of having very interesting full circle moments for people because, you know, I didn't realize, you know, Seven years later or whatever, I, my <laughs> my friend would want to see a building directly across. <laughs> uh. But uh, then the then the really, really big Barnes & Noble was not far from there. So we walked up there. And, yep. uh, and here, here we are remembering all this stuff that we thought we might forget because of how cram-packed it was. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, you know, the th- and I, I am very weird with what I'm fascinated with, but I was fascinated with the subway systems and how multi-level they are underground. Yep. I had no clue. I thought you see a subway, you go down, there you are. I had no clue there were two or three, maybe even more levels in some. Because those lines will overlap. So like the the yellow line at 14th Street will cross with the four, five, and six, and you have to have different levels for the different platforms. It's very, in, in D.C., it's not so much. I think there's like two levels to the subway. There's the red line level and then everything mm-hmm. else. Uh, but, uh, is on the is on the same level. But in New York, it's, it is very layered. And I'd never had that perspective of it. 
like oh yeah this is a marvel to me it was just like okay how many layers do i gotta how many levels do i gotta go down to catch this train you know? Well, right. But like you said, w- when you live in a city, you take it. You, I don't want to say you take advantage of it, but you just don't necessarily. You take for granted think, what others might appreciate. Right. So, right. you know, and, and the same thing with the Oculus, like it was three stories, four stories down as well. Yeah. yeah and that thing is beautiful. I never took oh, that yeah. for granted that, uh, you know, people who listen know that I go to a lot of movies and the Battery Park movie theater was my, for Regal was my movie theater of record for my Regal subscription when I lived in New York. And I'd have to walk through the Oculus every time to get down to it. It was just the, the straightest path to mm-hmm. it. And I wouldn't have to cross highways or whatever. And um, I never took it for granted. I always enjoyed because they change up that, that main big white floor area, that big open area. They change right. that up for the holidays and for the seasons and Sometimes there's art exhibits in there, and it's it's really, really cool. But, you know, you like the subway, and then there was a guy on the subway who uh, was asking you for methamphetamine. <laughs> he asked us if we knew where we could and find And you played along. Well, hey, why not? <laughs> but I think I had you convinced I knew what I was talking about. No, I'm looking at you because I know you are the straightest laced person. I mean, you might look like, you know, <laughs> coked out uh, 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 Getty Lee, but... You know what? <laughs> That's a compliment. Thank you. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> but I know you are the straightest laced person, so I'm looking at you playing along and just, <laughs> yep, sounds about right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. My band days, some guys went pretty hardcore, and I'm looking at you... And you're trying so hard not to look at me because you knew you're gonna yeah. lose it, yeah. and then and then in London somebody wanted to was had a drug related question for you. I'm like, <laughs> what? I but, must just attract that kind of personnel. <laughs> I mean, just because you look like if the Annabelle doll were a person, I, are you? Is this just <laughs> insult me with whatever kind of pop culture icon you can figure up and throw out there? Oh, I have a whole book of them <laughs> in oh, wait. my brain. This gets better, folks. This gets better with, <laughs> because with the insults a- and after 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 New York, we fly to London. Now we flew seven to- hours where we're not sitting next to each other. Yes, and he was so. I have to. I'm gonna. I want to sit next to you. I want to sit next to you. I'm like, we both want windows. We want to sleep. It's overnight, but I want to sit next to you, buddy. Well, we're on the same plane. You wanted to fly together, and I in did. my mind, that means we sit together. I did want to fly together, but I knew we had three other flights that we were sitting next to each well, other. If we could both get a window for the overnight flight and, and nap, it was fine. I took melatonin and I was gone. And thank your daughter for introducing me to that wonder, to that wonder <laughs> gummy. Um, I uh, yeah, I I just don't sleep well on planes or public places. I guess. Oh, I didn't say I slept well. I said I slept, well, meaning that I was unconscious. Very specifically, it means I was unconscious for the duration, for the most of the duration of the flight. Uh, I wasn't because I kept smelling the food they were passing out and I wanted it, but I knew I had to sleep in order to not be tired and wanting to go straight to the hotel in London. And then we land in Gatwick. (laughs) We we land in Gatwick. Are you done? 
No, I'm just. Because all I said was we landed Gatwick. Because of what comes next. Well, that doesn't come next. Because first I want to say for anybody who is thinking of going to London. Okay. Heathrow, 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 Heathrow. Is in London. He's closest to London. Gatwick, London Gatwick Airport is a lie. A lie by the British government. That is like calling JFK the New York Philadelphia Airport. Okay. <laughs> like or the Philadelphia New York Airport. Right. Because Philadelphia, it might be it might be in the same region, but Philadelphia is an hour and a half outside of New York. Well, London City Center was an hour and a half outside of Gatwick. But I screwed up. I will admit it. I screwed up. I had it all set to take the Thames Link train city center. Gatwick to City Center London in 30 minutes. But because of what happened next, I thought, let's take an Uber. It's probably quicker than waiting for a train and figuring out which train we have to take, which direction and where we get off. Let's mm-hmm. just take an Uber and sit and relax and enjoy the blah, blah, blah. I was wrong. Do I need to add that to the your rights? No, because you didn't know. We'll, we'll tell them about the your rights in a minute. Yeah, I know. But that doesn't count. Uh... I was wrong. I chose the wrong mode of transportation. Because of what happened, we got held up. We got held up because I got held up for about an hour. So here's what happened. You get to London. It's really cool. Modern technology. There are entry gates that you can plop your passport down. It scans your face and it'll let you go through. So we get in line for these. They're called automatic gates. They're called automatic immigration gates. Um... So we get in line for the automatic immigration gates, and Buddy is looking at them like a cat looks at something it's terrified of. Well, I just, I wasn't... Like he wants to run the other direction, but... I've never traveled like that before. But the other lines were really, really long. So we were very glad, and and he looks at me and goes, you're the world traveler, which really I haven't traveled overseas in, in probably 12 years, except for, like, cruises and stuff. But I'm like, eh, okay, I am more confident. You're the experienced I am more traveler. confident about trying to do this. So I get up there, I put my passport up on the thing, on the glass so I can scan it, and it looks at me, and it scans me, and it goes, seek assistance. Doesn't let me through. <laughs> I try again. Seek assistance. Now, everybody else in line is thinking, this is seek assistance for the terminal. That's why people are like, what, what the heck? No, there right. is a line into customs and immigra- in immigration that is the seek assistance line for if you get rejected into the gates. So I get out of the line, I turn around. No sooner do I get out of the line, I turn around. You're through the gate! <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Jan, who has never used the passport he has in his life because he just got it for this trip, is yep. through the gates. And he just starts cracking up. I look at him so defeated, and he just starts cracking up. So I have to get in the seek assistance line, and there's an officer instructing people where to go if they're having trouble with the machines, and he's very helpful in answering questions. And I ask him, I said, sir, what could have caused this? He tells me it's one of two things, as nicely as he can in his British accent. He says, number one, you have an older passport, and it does expire next year. So some of the new ones have newer chip technology and all that stuff. 
machine may not be able to read your older chip. Okay, makes sense. Or, since you have a common name, and I do have a common name, just Google Matt Bailey, I will not be the first one to come up, even though I have a prolific catalog of media online, and I'm a little <laughs> right. salty about that. Uh, he says, <laughs> because you have a common name, another Matt Bailey, he says, because I don't want to presume that it's you, might have an Interpol warrant out on his name. <laughs> of course, I'm finding this out, you know, later. while you're in this massive line. Yeah. yeah, you find it out later when I tell you what happened. Well, I get up to the front finally after about a 40-minute wait in that line because there were only two tables open. And the immigration officer, she's very nice but very direct, and she says, how long are you here for? About 48 hours. Where do you go next? Ireland for about three days. Then after that, Paris for about 30 hours. Then she gives me a thumbs up. The woman had our entire itinerary there, and I'm the one that gets stopped to get quizzed about it. That's what that was, <laughs> because we were traveling Europe and staying in countries for a very short amount of time, which can raise suspicion. But it saw that, I guess she saw that we had a return flight home from Paris, and you know, I told her, you know, Dublin for the Garth concerts, etc., and we're just here right. to... I said, I have Darren Brown tickets in Birmingham. You know, so we had things to prove that we were tourists and we had hotel reservations. So if it would have if it would have gone into what's called secondary, we would have been able to prove, hey, we've been planning this for months. You know, because even though there's no Interpol warrant out on my name, th that is the movement drug mules can kind of take as they can, you know, a day or two in each country. Right. So it made sense, but it was just like you got right through and I couldn't. <laughs> So then we get in That's the great. in the thing, and then we go to we go, we we get to the hotel by one. We're out and about by two, and we did a lot. We go we go to the tube station, to mm -hmm. I think we did. What did we do first? Did we do the high roller first? We went down there. Yeah, I think we went down there. I can't remember the order. Yeah, I have to look at the photos. But yeah, we we got down there and started you know exploring town and everything. Yeah, we went down there. Did the high roller. No, we mm -hmm. did stuff before. Saw big, saw big Ben, but didn't go in it. No, you, you can't. Hang on. Yeah. We, I know we did something before the high roller. Because going to the high roller was... Wait, oh, God. Oh, we'll tell that story in a second. Look at your photos. Hold what did... what? Look at your photos. In what order did we do this? I'm looking for it. Hold on. I've got them on my new hard drive. i got to find it. Do, 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 do. Buddy took a million pictures. Hey, you have to. I love it. I love it. Except you're just jealous you can't multitask. No, I just, I like to see the world not through my phone. Well, I take pictures and try not to look through the phone. Actually, what we did before we went down to the high roller was we went to Abbey Road and we got our picture taken in the famous crosswalk for the Beatles, mm -hmm. for that Beatles album, Abbey Road cover was and you'll this is sort of a theme there are studios this is sort of a theme of our europe trip at least for england and, and ireland there are studios that become synonymous with a particular artist or a band but they're not owned by the band even though that sort of is what gets presumed over time right and abbey road is not owned by the beatles it's a very famous pink floyd has uh pink floyd has been there uh, recorded there uh, i think roger waters himself 
Solo has been oh, there. I mean, so many it, people. So many people. And they don't offer tours, unlike the one we did in Ireland, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. We go to Westminster, and we do the high roller. And I got rooked for 80 bucks at the ball and cup game. I don't know. Well. I, I tried telling you, don't give him money, and then I... The only it. pleasure I take is that he's going to get rooked by the currency exchange, because I didn't give him euros <laughs> or uh, right. pounds. I gave him American dollars, so whatever. But it was fun. We did the high roller. That was great. Then we walked to Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm. Uh, check that out. Uh, or we walked... Yeah, we walked towards Buckingham Palace, but before then, we found a little hole-in-the-wall pub in England that had some of the best food I think we had all trip. Oh, yeah. Uh, was really, really good. We had a, a Bordeaux, I think it was. Uh, wine was their specialty. And um, we had some wine. And then we walked to Buckingham Palace. And right. then the next day, the next day is when <laughs> we were going to do something. I think we were, uh, I don't know if we were going to your Harley store or what, but we get on the train or I go to get on the train at one of these times, <laughs> and and I'm gimping along because we've been doing a lot of walking. And you say, "Do you think you can make that?" And you're behind me, letting me keep pace, dummy me. I go to, <laughs> I I think I'm keeping pace. I think he's gonna let me continue to keep pace. And he says, "You think you can make that?" Yes, I do. Next thing I know, he's in front of me on the subway car. And before I can get it, right as I get up to it, I'm literally nose to nose with the glass. I hear, door closes. I throw my hands on the glass. And I shout, no! And you're standing there. You don't know what to do. You're not a New Yorker, so you don't reflexively stick your arm through the door. I'm not getting my arm removed. So you can make the... Train. And I'm thinking, and I'm a couple of things are going through my head all at once. Number one, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Number two is. <laughs> Number two is. I hope this fucker doesn't get off at the next stop and gets off actually at the stop we want to go to, if, <laughs> if that's the case. And I'm thinking, how do I communicate it? Do, do I just yell, meet at the stop, meet where we're going? And luckily, it felt like an eternity, because again, the door's halfway open, halfway closed. And I think I'm gone. I think it's gone. I think it's gonna go. <laughs> I think, you know, meet at the stop. It was the, I think we were going to the Harley store. Yeah. And I was just stiff from waking up in the morning. And, <laughs> and. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, go on. This is how this is how it was all trip, friends. <laughs> so so much in you finally everything we luckily say. it went from bing bong to bong bing <laughs> and the doors open and the doors opened and I jump in. Well, more like I stumble in. And <laughs> I, we sit down because there's always a seat available on the tube for some reason. And we just laugh the entire way to where we were going. We're just laughing and laughing and laughing <laughs> because you're and so, laughing because you were so dramatic about not getting that train. And well, I'm, what I, I'm standing there like, what is going on? Like, I don't know what to do. 
what I had hoped. Oh, and we also went to Camden Markets the first day before we went to the right. the high roller. And actually, yeah. the weather had cleared up by the time we went to the to the high roller. And anyway, Camden Markets was fun, but I think Camden was the there. first thing we did. Then we went to um, Abbey Road. It's coming back we were, to me. Then we went yes, to Abbey Road. Camden. Yeah. Then Abbey Road, because we were close to Abbey Road, and we were within walking distance. So, yeah, uh, or or no, we took a we took a double decker bus, bus, bus. So anyway, um, and uh, we're on there for quite a while. But anyway, to the tube story, I said, okay, I can't believe we didn't talk about this. I said, but when taking, because it's one of those things we don't talk about. We're planning, planning, planning. We don't. This is a detail we missed. I said, if one of us gets, namely you, if one of us. Mm-hmm. Gets on a train. It's coming from the gimp. To, yeah, I'm saying this is mainly you. If you get on the train <laughs> and I'm gimping behind, you get off where we're going. You don't get off at the next stop and wait for each other. Just get yeah. off where you're going and meet where you're going. I will say this. At least I asked if you thought you could make it. You did, but then you didn't stay behind me, and that's what went wrong. And you went, <laughs> all of a sudden, you're on the thing, and I'm still 10 steps away, and I'm thinking, oh, no, that thing's going to close. Oh, no, that thing's going to close. Sure enough, right, I get up to it, and beep, boop, <laughs> mind the cop. Where, where did it say, or where did I say I was going to wait behind you? <laughs> it's just the courteous thing to do. You let the slowest person lead when yeah. you're trying to catch something. I mean, that's just courtesy. No. If you say you can make it, we're going. Yeah. Okay, so then we go to Buckingham Palace later that night after dinner, and then we're walking. I wanted to see 10 Downing Street because I work in politics here in D.C. and political media. And we and as we're walking, because it's behind Buckingham Palace, um, someone needs to use the bathroom. Okay, do we have to say every detail? Yes! If I have to be embarrassed about missing the train, I have to tell you, our friends that you peed in the British bushes. <laughs> and when I saw the Queen's coffin going on that processional, I'm wondering, I thought to myself, hmm, I wonder if, if that processional's passing the park where Buddy pissed. And <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh. Great times. Oh, but, that was nuts. So then we get up very early. Oh, and then, and this was my favorite part. The th- our th- second day, our, f- our so. This is all a blur Harley to us, st- guys. So Yeah, it's all a blur. So we do your Harley stuff, and then then uh, we go, and we're, we go to um, HMV, to the mall where there's the HMV. Yeah. And. By that time, we have to get out to Birmingham for the evening. And by that time, we both had something else we wanted to do. You wanted to run back to the hotel. We needed some things for that trip out to Birmingham. And I wanted to go to a magic shop. It's been my, I guess now I call it a tradition, but London is very well, has a very good uh, history with the art of magic. Uh, You know, you know, presto, apuro, abracadabra, not like mystical black arts. I mean, like I'm an illusionist is one of the other millions of things that I do. So I wanted to go, and it's really cool because you can get books that are not available in the States. So I wanted to go to a magic shop and you needed to go back to the hotel. I said, okay, let's meet at the uh, Houston train station for the Birmingham trip. And we we go our separate ways and I point you literally in the direction that you need to go for the train you need to go on by yourself. And I come out of the tube 
to start my walk to where I was going to a text message. Yeah, damn it, I got on the wrong train going in the wrong direction. <laughs> and then and then I'm calling you frantically, like, uh oh, is he lost? And then and I'm calling you frantically and finally you get back to me, never mind, it was the right direction. <laughs> well so. yeah. I didn't see the stop I needed on the little map, so I started kind of wigging out a little bit, like, we don't have time for this. So right. I got off at the next stop, and I walked up to, luckily it was manned, and security guard said, you just got off on that one? Right there? I go, yeah. He goes, got to get back on it. It's, it's down. I go, okay. So then I knew I was going in the right direction. Because, you know, I know you know how to navigate that stuff, but you're not the most reliable sometimes when it comes to navigation. Hey, I did not steer us wrong once with a subway or a tube. No, I did I, not. I get that, but... Or a coach. And you even said to me, it's amazing that you can navigate all of this just by your sense of direction or something. Well, you said right, it was because I'm, that... I'm used to getting in a car and it, I either know mm -hmm. where I'm going or it's easy to navigate. But when you have to read all the little nuances with, okay, you have to walk for 10 minutes and you have to get on the red train and then or the line and then you have to get on the yellow and three stop. I, I just, I, I'm trying to get to where I'm going. I'm not focused on all that. Right, right. But you're just so used to reading it because living in New unless York. Unless it was a place I'd never really been before or I wasn't sure where we were in relation to it. I, right. especially in New York, I did not use directions. I just said, okay, we got to take this line to this stop and then we get off, I'll walk you there. And, and you know, the New Yorker in me came right back. So that was, that was fun. Well, it was very so, beneficial. We go out to Birmingham, and we have a Birmingham's a beautiful town, beautiful city. Went there to see Darren Brown, a mentalist that I have enormous respect for. So I'm on Broadway, but the American audiences didn't quite get him in the way the British audiences really, really like him. So it was so yeah. cool to actually see him in a British theater with a crowd that loves him and is going to react the way that he wants them to react. It was it was awesome. It was a really cool show, and actually. Other than seeing Garth at Croke Park, that, that's the highlight of the trip for me, was getting to go out there and do that. And I twisted your arm into joining me. You didn't come to the show, but, you know, it was a hundred-mile journey on a train. And right. that's the thing about uh, England, what they call their national rail system, is they're high-speed trains. So you're traveling a hundred miles, but you're there in about an hour and a half, two hours yeah. at the most. Yeah. And so we got back to the hotel about 2 a.m., 6 a.m. wake-up call for a 10 a.m. flight to get to Ryanair. I think we were up earlier than that. I set my alarm for 5.45, and we were on the road by 6.15. Yeah. See, we developed a routine, getting a little personal now, on travel days where we would get up, get to the airport, get to the fly, get to the hotel, go to the hotel, freshen up, shower, and then go explore. When I think we were planning this trip, and I tell you that because I want you to be prepared, because I think in planning it, we were hoping for the opposite. We were hoping we would be up, mm -hmm. refreshed, and getting on the plane would just be part of the day, and then we would land and immediately be able to go explore, and that was just not the case. Now, we didn't lose as much time as you would think doing it that method. I think we were out of our rooms by two or three each day on each first day of each city, but it was still different than I think what we were we were thinking. So we get up, right. we go to Ryanair. It was delayed a little bit, but we still landed on time. Dublin, the airport's very close to city center. We get in, 
Uh, we drop our stuff. We go walking and looking for food. Uh, and then we find a shopping district after we eat. Uh, had a pint of Guinness, which was really, really good. And that was our first day in Dublin. We were exhausted. We were back by 8 p.m. <laughs> and I think we slept for 12 hours. Mm, maybe. I, I don't sleep that well when I'm not in my own bed. Okay. So I, I don't know. But, um, you know, we... No, you were out. You were out before me, and I was out by 9.30. You were out by 9, and we did not wake up till it was time to get ready to go right. to Slain Castle. Yep, Slain Castle was the second day. It was uh, about an hour outside of town, and uh, we, you know, you navigated us to the bus stop and uh, <clears throat> in a very uh, New York-like alleyway. Um and uh, we, we had a lot of fun up there. We got to uh, get off the bus stop, walk about 20 minutes to the castle and the distillery because our tour was at the distillery. And, uh, man, we had so much fun seeing that we place and walking the grounds like that. It was just really, really magical. And what does that have to do with music? Because, you know, this whole trip had something to do with music, a few things, actually. Well, Sling Castle is famous for... Uh, holding its concerts. Uh, U2 has played there uh, several times. Metallica last played there in 19. They've had Guns N' Roses, Eminem. So many people, they hold like 80,000 people on, on their lawn. And it's literally in the front lawn of this castle. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, the big reason I wanted to see it was because U2 recorded The Unforgettable Fire from 1984 in the castle. And uh, wanted to just at least see see the history behind it, see the historic building. And not only did that happen, but we actually got to go in it and stand in the same room they recorded. What's ironic about the title, The Unforgettable Fire, is people think that the, uh, the artwork is the fire of the castle. But no, the album was released several years before the fire actually hit had, had uh, done the castle and because you too had recorded and actually filmed a documentary while recording in there, they were able to reconstruct those rooms back. So it was really, really cool. And being a huge U2 fan, like I've been all my life was really, really neat to, to do that. Cause not everyone can do that. Now the castle does offer tours, but they were not offering it uh, the day we were there. And uh, yes. we, we got to uh, chat with the owner who Alan, Alex Cunningham has been on the show. I had him on, last uh august or september and uh you know we took him up had on the no invite. clue had no clue because when he says yeah if you ever find your when he told you yeah if you ever find your way to ireland we'll we'll you know get you in for a tour <laughs> like yeah that's gonna happen yeah, and then right a month later and then a month later garth at croke park god damn it <laughs> <laughs> So Alex, uh, Alex was very cool. His whole team uh, there was cool. Claire was our uh, concierge Claire, thank there. You. Yes, we had Jacob, thank who was our tour guide. Really cool people chatted with us. Uh, Alex came, and uh, we had a private tasting with him. So we want to thank him for that. And then he took us in yes. to show us. And uh, he said some something. He said something. He said, "You know, whiskey making is a lot like producing music. You know, you push levers up, and you." pull mm -hmm. levers down to get that right mix and it's the same with whiskey and and uh the the slain whiskey is a three cask whiskey and uh it was really good and i'm not much of a drinker but i actually Me neither. quite enjoyed it so uh, well you 
<laughs> you know I'm not much of a drinker. <laughs> you enjoyed the whiskey. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, it was, a little it too a, much. It was a little, it was just a little tasting. And then we go back to do our souvenir getting, uh, our souvenir shopping at the gift shop, which, again, is in one of these medieval buildings on yeah. the grounds of this castle. So freaking cool. And Claire comes over and says, in, in a wonderful Irish brogue that you cannot say no to, would you like to have something to drink? And you said, what's an old-fashioned? And I said, oh, no. <laughs> Big, <laughs> I said, well, what's your version of it? Yeah, what's your Because that's what she offered. Old... She's like, do you want an old-fashioned or something? Well, what's your version of it? Okay, you sure. Said, you, said, what, you said, what's in it? And, and I thought, oh, no, because I'm having flashbacks to November 2020, our very first trip together that has started this little nasty habit well, of This ours. is not a flashback for that. This is a flashback from uh, oh, two weeks ago when we were in... Um, in Ireland, so let's continue with that. No, no. Mm. I go, I go. Oh no, because <laughs> I'm there in Ireland having a flashback to November of 2020, where we're walking around the upper platform walkway of the Gaylord Opryland having one beer, and because we hadn't eaten, somebody got a little giggly. I don't on a remember corona. this. I don't remember that. Case in point. There's a picture. <laughs> Jesse let's move took on. a picture. Let's, let's move us. on to this trip. There's several pictures, and you talk about me taking pictures, but that's Jesse how I remember things. Jesse took a picture of us holding our beers, so I have the proof. Ice but cream anyway. in one. I do remember the ice cream in the other hand, though. <laughs> yeah, that I forgot. Beer in one hand, ice cream in the other, and we're laughing our asses off. Oh, gosh. So. So when she explains what's in an old fashioned, I go, oh, no, because <laughs> we, we had breakfast at nine in the morning. It is now two in the afternoon. He drinks his old fashioned. He's nearly under the table. He's giggly, giggly, giggly. And I've never seen him like this. I've never seen him like this whatsoever. And there was another lady there, an older lady who just keeps looking at us like, who are the fake of these journalists? What the fake are they doing? Probably didn't too help much to drink were... on the taste and have they? Yeah. Well, you you okay? So you said Claire had this Irish accent that you couldn't say no to, but you said no. I don't well because I knew I'd have to deal with you. <laughs> and... Oh, bull! No, no, you no. Just... What it was is I had already felt like I'd overdone it on the hard liquor with the at the tasting, and I just wanted water. Yeah. Had we not done the tasting, I would have said, "Yeah, sure, mix me up something fruity," because that's shut up. That's how you like it. I could, I could drink fruity drinks. Uh, Lord knows I did yesterday. Anyway, um, <sighs> well, then this picture I'm about to send you will be right up your alley. Oh no! What am I getting? Ah, what are you sending me? My phone's on. Do not disturb. You started it. Oh Lord. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen the people that like get the homophobic neighbors and then they paint their house rainbow or yeah, put yeah. rainbow lights on. But anyway, it's a meme, guys. It's a neighbor's furious with what neighbor did to this house. And it's just a house that has uh, slats rainbow. full of uh, rainbow colors. <laughs> but anyway, so so she says no. And then so we drink. And then the walk back to town was really funny. You were just so funny. It was it was great. 
and then we sat, and you were able to come out of it because we had a delicious lunch dinner. Bangers and mash. Bangers and mash, both of us, and it mm-hmm. was so good. Some of the best mashed potatoes one, I've ever and, had. And careful, I'm not one for sausage, but you know, nor normally neither am I. Uh, I tend to find our sausage here in the states to be too spicy and to be sort of unpredictable. But that was actually a good blend of meats in the wrapping. Oh God, um, and. <laughs> I've not had any alcohol today. <laughs> I swear I've not had any alcohol today, but that just did me in. <laughs> and the mash, the mashed potatoes were were very good. And I have to say, if you go to Ireland, I know bangers and mash can kind of get a bit of a reputation, a weird reputation because the gravy's onion gravy. They look weirder and worse than they are. You get these two turd-looking sausages. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> This podcast is never going to end. You get these two turd-looking sausages on a on a cloud pillow of mashed potato. Yeah, it looks weird, but it tasted so good. And I've never had it either, so I'm like, okay, we're in these European countries. You hear so much of their food and their drinks. You have to experience it. That's the whole point. So I'm like, yeah. let's live it up. And that's why that first night we kept going into these pubs that were so smoky and we were hungry the first night. Mm-hmm. And finally, I see this really nice Italian restaurant. It's one of those that's like in a basement below a bakery, you know, bo- below a, an Italian bake right. shop. It was a bakery and then the restaurant was below. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good because I'd never really had Italian food in Europe. And I know that seems weird. It's like, well, you're not in Italy. Yeah, but you're still in the region. You're still on the continent. I'm sure they do it a little differently than we do in the States. And what we had at that place was really good. We had like a nice, I think we spent most of our two-hour limit that we had because he needed the table back like two hours after we showed up there just in enjoying ourselves. Yeah. I introduced you to Panna Cotta, um, which I didn't get to at Becco because so, uh, we wanted to have Junior's Cheesecake in New yeah. York there. But- it was, it was, it. you know, we had such good food. We really lucked out with our food experiences. Oh, yeah. Even going to Wingstop, which I didn't know was an American place. So we were starving when we got to Birmingham and we were having a little trouble finding a place to eat. Finally, I just go in here and you're like, Wingstop? I've been to Wingstop. I'm like, okay, well, I've not been there. And you're like, ooh, they have different flavors than they do in the States. So... That was yeah. in Birmingham in the UK. So the food aspect of it was so good. The only thing with the with Wingstop, though, their chicken is smaller than it is here at, at these uh, at the American. I have nations. heard that cocks are smaller in England. Okay, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd fit right in, then, wouldn't you? Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, uh, we we I mean we we got back. To I town. have to I have to stop here and explain the differences in modesty between Buddy and I, because I came up in the theater. So the reason he can make these jokes is because if I'm too hot, like it was in the in the London hotel, our fan wasn't working the first night. I will sleep in my underwear. I don't care. They don't care either. What, what why are you saying this? I cut it out if you want. I don't care. I'm just saying, that's why you could make those jokes. It's because, like, I don't care. Make fun of me. You'll make fun of me, and uh, sometimes I'll join in, you know. <laughs> more yeah, than Mario. That's true. But anyway, 
But anyway, so our food experiences were so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think we started to have uh, bad food experiences, ironically, until Paris, yeah. which is where you would think it would have the best, but the cafes we would stop in just for little snacks weren't that great. Right. Um, but expensive. Al- although our Eiffel Tower, our Eiffel Tower dinner was great, was fantastic. But anyway, back to Dublin. So we go to Slane, we eat the bangers and mash. <sighs> Good buddy to try sausage for the first time. Okay. And then, <laughs> Keep moving. <laughs> and then we go the next day. We tour the very famous, more iconic than I realized, Windmill Lane Studios. And they're oh, yeah. not a sponsor of this podcast, but we we got a tour from the owner because the tour guide called out. We were toured yeah. by the owner. One of he the didn't owners. Tell us, one of the owners. And he didn't tell us he was until we asked him, actually, at the gift shop portion, you know, what's your background with the studio? And he says he's one of the owners. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. And And... You two fans listening, I mean, you guys know they've recorded a lot of their catalog there. And uh, there was, I will say, one of the studios, I believe it was Studio 2, we could not see because someone was in there. And we don't know who it was. I will say we know U2 has been recording recently, but I, I don't know the aspect of any of it. But it was just so neat because you could see all the albums on the wall from everybody, from Lady Gaga Def Leppard, obviously you too. So many iconic artists have recorded there. Now, they have they they had an original location on Windmill Lane, and so they moved it to the docks, to the Dublin docks. We got to go in it, and actually the night before, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't, something sparked me about the tour. I I forgot what hit me, and I I was looking into it, I guess, and I'm like, ooh. We got to get this tour. Matt's like, okay, we'll do it. I'm like, no, we got to book it now. Like noon and one are sold out. We got it. He's like, all right, let's do it. So he didn't know at this time how uh, iconic it was. And then we just end up going in there and spent, you know, a good hour on it and everything. And it's been so, it was so cool. Very interactive too. Like just, I don't mm-hmm. want to give it away, but just the stuff you get to, you get to, to what, do. What I will say, which, which is stuck out to me because just to backtrack a second, you'd asked about the NBC tour. Well, if mm-hmm. anybody goes on the NBC tour, it's a crapshoot. You might get to go, or Radio City tour is a better example. You can do the Radio City Music Hall tour. Sometimes they'll take you under the stage. Sometimes they won't. It depends what's going on. The times that I've done it, I've never been under the stage. Sometimes they'll take you on the stage. Sometimes they won't. I've never right. been on the stage. Uh, actually, Pace University, where I graduated, used to have their graduation there, but they moved it to somewhere else and I didn't walk but you know I've never been on the stage at Radio City even though that's advertised as part of the tour Windmill Lane their biggest studio their orchestral studio Studio One they will only offer tours when Studio One is available to be a part of the tour yep. so do not feel like one one party is going to get less than another because of what's available at the studio they will always only do it if they do Studio One. So knowing how NBC, which they'll take you to the studios that are available, but if SNL is rehearsing, you're not going to get to see Studio 8H right. for Saturday Night Live. Knowing that that's how those tours work, it's very nice to know that the tours are only available when the big, when the big feature of it is available to be seen. 
Yeah. So, you know, they take you all around. They, they tell you where you, when and where you can't shoot video and stuff for copyright purposes. Uh, but they, they allow pictures for, you know, most much of the tour. And mm -hmm. uh, it was just really, really cool. And then, of course, it ends at the gift shop. And then we chatted with uh, with Aiden. He's one of the owners. And uh, we're, we've invited him onto this show. So we just have to formally send that request because uh, we were, you know, there just kind of being uh, tourists and do you still enjoying it. So I do have his card. I do have his card. So we will send that off. And uh, hopefully he or one of the other owners, if he's not available, will be glad to join us and uh, just chat about the history of this place. And maybe some of you who have plans to go over to Ireland or maybe have just never been to the tour will want to, to tour it because it's just in a, such a unique part of town and it's got such great history. Very cool building too. It's tan and teal. So mm -hmm. it really stands out and it's really, really cool. So I got a shirt and a magnet. Um, I know you got a shirt. The, the gray shirt I wanted wasn't available and I didn't want to, you know, order it online. I wanted to get it while I was there and I have worn it right. already. Um, so yeah, my Winter Lane cool. shirt became my my uh, travel shirt for the 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 ride home. <laughs> right, all the flights. Um, so we had a ton of fun doing that. So then we're down on the docks. We we grab lunch and uh, go back to the hotel. Um, uh, you know, in preparation for no. Garth. Hold on. Yeah, then we go to the concert. Hold then on. Concert. Hold on. Wow. Embarrassing story. So we get back to the hotel um, because we know you know Garth night one of. Garth and Ireland's going to be happening. Let's, I don't know what let's, you're talking um, about. Shut okay, up. Continue. My turn. My turn. So <laughs> we're sitting there. I'm I'm catching up on news because you know there's a huge time delay, obviously. So I'm I'm getting news out, and um, suddenly the beast awakens from the bed. He's relaxing on. <laughs> there's a pop up he's store. In the only chair. There, there, there's the Garth Brooks pop up store. I go what? He goes yeah. We, we got to go. Hi, Jim. Hi, Jim DeMarco. Thank you for telling me because I would have so, never known. So let me tell you something here. This fool, as we are ready to go to our, our studio tour, he can't find his sunglasses and takes his sweet-ass time looking for them and then walking to the studio. So we literally get there at our appointment time at 11. Well, the moment he mentions Garth Pop-Up Store, we made it down probably <sighs> in a 20-minute walk in 10. And then we get in the building. So That's it's a, an exaggeration. No, it's not. Continue. It's a 14-minute walk, and we made it in 16, but continue. Well, I've never seen him move so fast. Because when we got in this... <laughs> okay, that's true. Well, when we got in this building, it's it's one of the Irish uh, shops. It was at the basement level. Carol's... We, Carol's oh. Irish Gifts. We get yep. in the building, hmm. and he's taking his time going down the stairs. Like, okay, well... if. Let, I'll go first because I can't do stairs real quick. Well, I, I said, well, let, let me go first then. And so I go down there. I turn around. I don't see him. And suddenly I just see his arms stuffed with merch. <laughs> and he said it best. This is his his quote, but I'm going to say it. He said it best when we went to check out. He goes, I felt like I was on supermarket suite. <laughs> and then one of the cashiers said, except you're paying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So he had so much merch and I had, you know, I had two shirts for me, two shirts for my daughter and then, you know, some other, I, I grabbed a poster cause he, didn't well, you here. enabled me because there was a moment where you went, Ooh, and there's a blanket too. And I went blanket. <laughs> well, I thought it was a blanket. It was a scarf. And so, yes, I was his Which enabler. Which is cooler. 
Right. I was his enabler, but I did it on purpose because I he told me I'm going to buy all the Garth merch I can. So I, I'll i be honest. So after it was said and done and I saw the cool jersey, I ended up spending... Which probably, I'm wearing. I, yeah, I ended up spending probably about as much, if not more, than right. he did because I also bought my yeah. daughter one. Well, let me tell you what I got. And if you think this is obsessive, whatever. Got the sweatshirt. I knew there'd be a sweatshirt, so I got the sweatshirt. Right. Uh, got the sweatshirt, got the hat, uh, got... The jersey, got the scarf, got the grave super soft T-shirt that had the clover and the Irish flag. Um, I got the Ireland tour T-shirt, which is, when I say that, it's in the style of the rest of the stadium tours uh, T-shirts with the with the city, or in this case, the country, in big box letters, and then him in a, you know, in a yeah pose with a guitar yeah. colored on it, and it was orange and green. It was the, the, the Gaelic Games GAA colors and um, Gaelic Athletic Association, I think it's called. But anyway, and then there was another black one that was just Garth Brooks, picture of him from behind with the with the crowd. And on the back it said, and on every shirt actually has something on the back um, related to Croke Park or Ireland. And on the back of the, of the one that didn't say Ireland, it just said, uh, Garth Brooks coming home, Croke Park 2022. And then Buddy got posters. It got damaged in the rain uh, on the way back because he had to carry everything. Yeah. Well, well, hold on. One of the shirts I got does say I've got friends in Ireland on the back of it. That's the super soft uh, gray yeah. one that I will wear a lot because it's a super soft. I don't know what it is. Regular cotton T-shirts, I'm f- I don't like to wear all that much. The super soft, the distressed cotton that's like... Super, super soft. And mm-hmm. even polyester shirts. My favorite polo is polyester, and this jersey is polyester. I love um, just super soft materials. So, yeah. yeah, that's the one with the super soft one. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, 225 year old later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm telling you, I I went crazy. I did go crazy. And I, I think you blacked that. out. I, I had to. Well, <laughs> What really freaked me out was when I went to the Carolina show, this, I went to both shows, I didn't get the shirt the first night. Which, the uh, which I shirt. said you should have. So I go the next day and there's nothing left. Nothing left. And I'm and we're at the store and I'm looking for my size in the Ireland, what I call the tour t-shirt. Uh, and I'm not seeing it, not seeing it, not seeing it. Finally, I see it. And I'm like, thank God. Because at that point, not a lot of people knew about it, but there were advertisements for the Garth pop-up store um, at the stadium. So by then, the next day, I'm sure they were crazy. Well, because sure. Trisha, just as the day before, as we're recording this, posted that she got an Ireland hoodie before they sold out. So I was right to go nuts and to make sure we went there as quick and as soon as possible to get stuff. Well, and I like the idea of getting there and having the concert merch to not carry it with us at the show. Exactly. exactly. I wasn't against going. I just knew you were going to go nuts. And it was the same stuff. It was it was the exact same stuff at the stadium. Not Not one thing was different. Right. And the only thing I didn't like is they had a baseball jersey. See, I'm in a soccer jersey right now. I'm wearing the green and orange soccer jersey. They had a baseball jersey that was just black and white and had all the dates on it. And I'm like, I have all that other info on other stuff right. on the other shirts. So it, it, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the cutoff sleeve like baseball jerseys. 
Uh, I just don't find them to be comfortable. Right. Um, but anyway, so yes, then we get back and it's raining and you'd gotten a poster that, so that, that we were able to roll and stick in a bag, but there, you know, you can only hold a bag. The bags so are paper, and the paper bag got wet. So I take off, and I, I sacrifice for the cause, mm, and I, whatever. I, 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 t- I was I carrying your shit, so you didn't really have a choice. That's the joke. Uh, I, I <laughs> took off my sweater, my sweat jacket, and I sit here, and I had Buddy drape it over all the bags, and he's carrying it like you carry a. F- a sack of flour if you're in home ec pretending it's a baby. So, <laughs> so that was fun. We get back to the room and poster's not wet, but it is bent and he's not happy with it. So, uh, so well, well, hold on, more hold on. We're carrying, I'm carrying this and suddenly one of the bags rip. Yep. Cause it got too wet. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and I'm sure my reaction scared you. Oh, and- it did. I jumped. <laughs> I'm I'm being over dramatic like he is all the time when something happens and it just came out like that. I didn't mean to do it. So I yeah. I understand your reactions. You don't intend to be this over dramatically reactive person. It just happens. So happens. It, right. But yes, it it did scare me for a second because I'm like we got all this clean merch and it's raining. It wasn't raining hard but enough to wet the bag and rip because they were just paper <laughs> bags. So words of advice Next time, take your own uh, reusable bags. But it was bags. beautiful by the time we went to the show. Oh, and yeah. And we get back. We drop our stuff. We decide to turn right around, go to the show. And Croke Park is just amazing. It's huge. The way they manage the crowd with holding them back from actually going up towards the gates and being disruptive to the neighborhood. Because it really is park house. Park house. It's There's no decent distance by like a parking lot or anything it nope. is the stadium and the neighborhood so in fact we go, uh, i'm just going to jump ahead a second when we left one of the gates there's apartments like literally attached to the gates yep yep it was it was crazy uh, it's crazy how close they are so we go to the show the show was incredible it was the standard stadium tour set list minus uh minus fishing in the dark mm-hmm. uh and they're filming for a Netflix special, so the stage was beautiful. Gigantic Circle G. Uh, the encore, nobody brings their signs in Ireland f- with requests, which I thought was strange. So Garth just kind of vamp- you know, vamped and right. did songs he wanted to do. Although we got that old win, which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, standing outside the fire in American Pie, and he goes away. And it was a two-hour show. He has a curfew to do, and he lost fifty pounds. And I was reading this week that he's the same. He was the same weight for that show as he was in '97. So wow. he's back to his '90s weight, which is really cool. Wow! Yeah, that congrats to him because I think with all the walking we did, you think we would have lost weight, but I'm not seeing it. Yeah, yeah. And it was funny. No, I gained weight. Not I gained it. weight. I don't doubt it. But. I, I I weighed myself and I'm like, how did I gain weight? I feel thinner. I'm thinking it was probably it's probably calf muscle. Yeah. And I'm being dead serious. I think we gained I think we probably gained some leg muscle. My my um, calves were hurting two days after I got home. Exactly, exactly. So so while we're in Ireland, I'm doing this Irish accent and as we're walking to the show I told him not to do it on here, I was hanging up. <laughs> 
as were you had to know that it was not going to happen. I, I know. I'm... As we're as we're walking to the show, we're dressed in all of our Garth merch. I have my Garth hat, my Ireland hat. I have my I have my Garth scarf. Oh, that rhymed. And you do too. So we're kind of dressed the same, and we're getting all these stares from these locals. And I look at them and I said, "What the fix your problem?" <laughs> I just said, "Mind your own business. I'm supporting my team. Just because my team's a musician." Doesn't make it any more, any less important than if you were going to a show at Cro- than if you were going to a game at Croker. Don't don't you stare at me. <laughs> and I I would literally look at people who were eyeing me up and down. I go, don't you stare at me. And they <laughs> would think I was insane enough and then look away. <laughs> uh, don't you fucking stare. Oh at my me. God, he wouldn't stop doing that Irish accent for the whole trip after <laughs> Ireland. No, I was not as bad about it in Paris. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. So we see the show. The show is amazing. And we're so jazzed up, even after walking the mile home for the half hour, that when we get to the room, I'm like, okay, I don't want to go to bed. Let me see if there's an earlier flight. Because you wanted to go to the Harley store, and my mom wanted to spend a lot of money on a purse. <sighs> so, so the whole purse we, story. We book, an, we book an earlier flight out of Dublin, and we're and and it, it was delayed an hour, but we still got to to Paris uh, much earlier than we would have. And given how far away the airport was from the hotel, again, I'm glad we did that because here again yeah. we could go freshen up and be on the road by one o'clock. And we were. We went to the Harley store first because they were going to close, and then we walked to what ended up being the Louis Vuitton headquarters. And we got right in with a consultation which, with a dear, sweet uh, sales associate who was leaving. Did we catch uh, her name? Because I didn't. I, it's probably on my mom's receipt, and I think she said it. I think I heard it once when we were asking for our bag. <laughs> mm. um, but I don't remember it. She was wonderful. She was 22 years old. It was her last day before heading back to law school. Yeah. Uh, and she was excellent. And we FaceTimed with my mother so that my mother could pick out a purse. And then she spent and then she spent the money on the purse. And I have a new joke. She goes, hey, Matt, when you go to Paris, I want a Louis Vuitton purse. I said, OK, great. What does dad want me not to get a Louis Vuitton purse? <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yeah. But see, you so, dropped the whole purse thing on me the night before, which was fine. It didn't bother me. It was a neat experience. Well, I thought I thought. We would just be going and looking. Right. I didn't know it was a consultation. Well, and we didn't know uh, it was the the main, like the flagship store either. Well, right. I didn't know Well, that. we ended up going in the wrong end of the building. We went in the office building side and not the entrance to the store. Right. And because of that, we ran into a, the sales associate. She was coming back from lunch and she said, just come to the door. Uh, tell them you're, you have an appointment with a sales associate and I'll be right there to get you. I said, okay. So about five minutes later, we're there, and she comes and gets us. Had we had to wait in a long line, I would have said, Mom, I said, I would have called her. I said, I love you, but we don't have time to wait in this. This is right. ridiculous. Right. They're letting people in every 10 minutes because of sale. Because I guess what I think it is is not only is that store popular, I think they want to make sure that every person that enters has the opportunity to be paired with a sales associate. So, yeah. Then we make, I think, the biggest mistake, after we get the purse, we make the <sighs> biggest mistake, I think, of the trip. 
and, and that is not to Uber ourselves back to the room and drop it off. Yeah. We decided that, oh, we can see the Eiffel Tower from here. Let's just go. And and you were carrying where dinner it. was. Yeah, you were carrying it. I was carrying it. You did most of the heavy lifting because you saw how it really affected my balance on those cobblestone streets, and I appreciate that. I still didn't and, care. Um, I didn't want to carry it. I, <laughs> I'm aware, and... <laughs> I'm look. I'm I, aware. I'm, I gave oh, it to I'm you incredible. every chance I could. But there were good. Yeah. There were times you were pissy about. It. I'm like, dude, my hands well, falling off here. If you've if you've never bought a Louis Vuitton, it is. It is a nice handbag that then goes into an even bigger box, that then goes into an even bigger bag. Because I'm looking at that person thinking, how how big could the bag be that it's going to get put in? Because right. it's in its canvas case. It goes into a box, goes into, it's, in, it's like a canvas satchel that goes into that box, yeah. goes into the, the store bag. And it's like, good Lord, that thing was the size of my uh, rollerboard carry-on bag. <laughs> it was huge. I, I was so happy when we got to Newark and I could throw it in the back of the trunk. And of course, mom was like, no, I want it up here with me. And so we put it up there with her. And after you got out of the car... It stayed on the on the back seat of the seat next to me, and I looked at it and I said, "I hate you." Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that thing, that thing had to be. We were at this elegant, swanky dinner on this first level of the Eiffel Tower, and a little and, loopy, and it had to be right next to us. Yeah, no, <laughs> no room to move. Your nowhere feet. to check it. And to your to our credit, we were looking for someone that somewhere that would hold it. But I'm actually glad we didn't. They don't do we were that, so apparently. Well, I, well, it was a small hotel that we looked at at first, and apparently Eiffel Tower doesn't have bag check. Um, but I'm glad we didn't check it at that little hotel because I don't think we wanted to go back anywhere. <laughs> right. Well, no, we thought <laughs> we maybe so some, somewhere at the Eiffel Tower would we'd be able to, right. to check it. Right. But no. And, and then we had, again, just another amazing food experience at the Eiffel Tower. I had octopus. You had something crab. else. We had risotto. Yeah. You had crab. Uh, I, it was a four-course dinner. They brought out as the first course a risotto with the cheese that's illegal here in the States because of the way it's fermented. Yeah, um, with mites, and I ate it. Yeah, because the mites go away when you're going to eat it. Well, you presume they go away. But anyway, um, so... It was delicious. We got very loopy because apparently <laughs> French wine is not as diluted as uh, American wine. And they kept pouring and we kept sipping. Yeah. Champagne was included. And my, my family's like, stop drinking. I'm like, they're pouring, we're drinking. <laughs> and we were just, we were aware of ourselves. We were aware of our surroundings. We were just goofy. Yeah, we weren't but, being crazy, but we, we, were, we were being funny. Yeah, but you compared... Okay, I knew we that was lying. about to come. <laughs> but, so we're laughing our butts off. We're we're in a table that's in the middle, like along a booth, and we're at the small two-person table. I'm like, we're probably annoying these people, but I don't care on either side of us. So that we go to leave because we're just giggling and then having a good time and <laughs> talking about music universe, talking about life. Then we go to leave, and you have to take this gigantic elevator that you got to wait for in a cluster. Because you're actually inside the tower. You're just on a lower right. level of it. Yeah, you're on a lower level of it. 
and there's a there's a guy we start talking to. He's from Spain or whatever, and you know, somehow we get on politics. And you compare a certain politician. I'm not going to say who, because I don't want to annoy people. But you compare a certain <laughs> politician to Hitler, and the guy just looks you up and down, <laughs> looks at me, and I look at you and you go, "You don't say Hitler in Europe." <laughs> You don't compare American politicians to Hitler in Europe. Come well, on. I did. <laughs> because and, you were he, loopy. Well, <laughs> I, I would have said it whether I was or not. I remember saying it. And he yeah. and the guy goes, why do you say that? I said, <laughs> I said, uh, controlling. He goes, oh, okay. But yeah, your, your reaction to that was like, no, you don't say Hitler in Europe. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> I, don't I know. know why, but ask I'm just... six million people who aren't alive anymore. <laughs> I, I just... Oh God! Yeah, you know. God forbid I take you to Austria. Oh <laughs> my God! Well, you know, we were having fun, and we got to mingle with with the locals, and yeah, so they yeah. probably think we're some crazy Americans that compare, you know, American politicians. I to had Hitler, a Walt but Disney in... sweat jacket and a some Garth Brooks hat. You think they thought we were? And I had my uh, Reba Brooks and Dunn together in Vegas uh, jacket. So there's no way they didn't know we and were from Reba here. And your Reba Brooks and Dunn together in Vegas in polo. Right. But the jacket Which was covering. Which is actually quite a nice polo. Yeah. But the jacket was covering the logo most likely on the on the polo. Yeah. But the fact is that there's no way these people did not know we were not mm-hmm. tourists, you know, because it's exactly just right. the way we were dressed. And then we're, we're weird. Yeah. But you know so what? Then the, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, so then the next day, because I'm trying to wrap up here. We've been on here for a while. Yeah, and I've got other things to do, so we do need to speed this along. But anyway, the next day, really a do-nothing day, we went back to the main shopping area where the Arc de de Triomphe is. This is a travel day, by the way. We're traveling home later that night. Later that night again. Um, And I get on the... And so we really don't do anything, but we leave in what we think is enough time to get to the airport. Oh, my God. And we get to the airport, and then we can't find our baggage drop. And we find the baggage drop, and they're about to close baggage drop, because something we didn't know and something that was not told to us at check-in when we did mobile check-in is that baggage drop closes an hour before departure. No, boarding. No, it was 516. We boarded at 535. It was an hour, It was a little. It was over an hour before. But departure. I said something. And I go. We don't depart for two hours. She goes. No boarding. An hour before boarding, it closes. Well, whatever. It you was might have still 16. been drunk from the night before. But no, it, w- it was five sixteen. I looked. I no, like, I get that. But that's what she said. She said it's not like the states. She goes. It's different than the states. We close an hour before well, boarding. Well, and then we go back. Which of course we're already we go irritated. Back, we we get through. We get through security. Like, okay, we're almost to the gate. And we continue walking. Then we hit, for the very first time in traveling across three countries, we hit immigration before we get to the gate. Well, so I want we to wait. I wanna, right. I, I want to pause there. It, those who have never been to Europe, these European airports have like shopping malls in them before you even well, get to the gate. That's true to the, that's true to a certain extent in America as well. But most of them are along the gates. Like right. You gate, shop, shop, shop. Gate, right. shop, shop, shop. Not uh, a whole mall and then a bunch of gates. Right, right. So so we're, 
we go through immigration or what I call the stamping out procedure because we did have to go through immigration right. coming in, but they stamp you out. And I don't know if it was just because we were leaving to go to America and that this direction of Terminal F was uh, only for American or other non-European flights that they have to stamp you out, and that if we would have been going back, say, let's to Dublin or to Germany, apparently, since somebody wants to learn a little bit about World War II history. I don't need um, to learn it. I know it. Um, needs to be schooled. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> shut up. Continue moving on. But we, but we have to go through this stamping out process. Ah, oh, crap. <clears throat> I'm carrying, at this point, only the Louis Vuitton bag. I have nothing to roll it on now anymore, and, and, like, put it on and roll it, because my check bag is with the counter, is with the thing to go on the plane. And actually, I don't mind that it closes an hour before, because then you know everything's going to go on the plane. Right. You have that hour to get everything all settled. So right. then we, c- So then we go in there, I'm like, okay, here's the mall that we got to walk through. And luckily, it wasn't as big of a mall. We get to the gate, we're hot, we're tired, we're sweaty. Hungry. I go to change my shirt into my sleep shirt, and I come back. We tell them we got a pre-board. They let us up, and here again, we have those electronic gates (laughs) to go through. (laughs) You put your ticket down. It lets you go right through. I put my ticket down. It says, error, wrong flight. (laughs) I'm done. At this point, we've been stressed out with the timing in the car. Then we get, can't find baggage. We're the last we two that get to drop our baggage took, off. Took forever to get to security, even though there was no line, because they had all the stanchions up that you had to weave through, all the rope lines, bobbing and weaving in and out, passport, all the thing. So I'm done. And you do not want to piss me off in an airport. As I said earlier in the episode. I am done. So then... As a parent, because whenever he and I travel, there always has to be one last hysterical moment. <laughs> I can't get through the electronic gate. God damn it. <laughs> the guard, the, the guy directing people, points me over to a desk exactly to my right. I am, so already, I just, I am already through the gate at this point, standing where yes. I was told before the, History, the jetway. We end how we end the trip how we began, essentially. <laughs> With Buddy able to get through a gate, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> so I go over to this desk, and I'm right there in front of it. There's a slit. They have a COVID windshield up. Will you stop laughing? We're not there yet. I know, I can't. Just keep going. I can't help it. So, oh, one other story I didn't tell about in Ireland. Oh, God. Can we get on with this one? <laughs> is that in the hotel room, uh, you, you know, um, bargain basement Keanu Reeves over here um, oh <laughs> was playing with the light switches. <laughs> Figure him out, okay? The backward. <laughs> and the lights are going on and off, on and off. So I said, "Do you need some Trans Siberian Orchestra Christmas music to go along with this light show?" <laughs> and he goes, "What?" Because he doesn't realize he's turning them on and off. And then finally, I just play "Bum ba da dum, bum ba da dum, da na 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 na." Five minutes later, I get it. 
And he goes, oh. And five minutes later, he's sitting in the chair, and this happened. <laughs> what you're hearing right now happens. Anyway, it's I just did much. that to torture him and draw out the France, the French B story a little longer. So... There's a window. I'm right at the window. I thought that's where I was being told to go. She looks like she could help me because it didn't look like there was anyone else in line. And she goes, sir, you must go around. <laughs> what? Sir, you must go around. I said, I'm just trying to. I know. Sir, you must go around. <laughs> and the way she's saying it, it's like I have to get out of line, which by now is filling up with people who want to board. <laughs> and I've had it. I just flip out. I go, I'm not going around. <laughs> <laughs> I I hear this and I turn around and I see her leaning over the counter. Sir, you will go around. <laughs> yeah, I get the finger wag like a school mom. <laughs> and she's and bent over the counter. She explains. <laughs> she explains just over there, and it was a little rope line that was just where the people who were in line needed to go. You weren't getting out of anything. You were just getting over. Into that queue. Here I was thinking I needed to go around all this big line of people lined up. Because again, it's stanchions bobbing and weaving in and out. Here it was just a little open piece. That I just needed to loop around. I didn't need to go all the way back out. I'm like, oh, okay. And then another lady, she walks away. She shakes her head and walks away. Another lady comes up and very sternly just takes my passport, looks at it. Looks at the ticket, looks at me, looks at her screen and goes, have a nice flight, sir. And <laughs> and abruptly closes it, shoves it in my hand, and I go. Here so I the am. Reason- Hold on. Here I am thinking this fool's about to get us detained going back home. And we're going to be in Paris longer and miss the flight because he's yelling <laughs> at the gate attendants. <laughs> I was louder than I meant to be because I'd had it. <laughs> Ruder than I meant to be, so sorry to the gate attendant. But I look over at you after this happens, and I just, I, seeing you crack up after I have a, a stress outburst makes me realize how stupid I'm being. So I didn't get a chance to apologize to her, but I do apologize. I didn't quite for misunderstanding. <laughs> oh, my God. You should see I my walk eyes. over to you. I walk over to you, and the first thing you say is, I don't know you. <laughs> Oh, my God. So we get on the plane, we get home, and that's our Europe trip. Well, I got delayed in Newark. Yes. But I'm not getting into that because I can't hold it together right now. Let's just say I made it home 10 hours after I was supposed to, but two hours earlier than I thought I was going to be. Well, I will say this. We were gone for nine days. I did New York. Wait, hang on. I did New York, London... Dublin, Paris, French B. I did five flights. You did ten because of yeah. that situation. So, well, three of them were going. So I was supposed to do nine. I ended up doing ten total. Yeah. So I, three, I did ten flights in nine days. Yeah. It's incredible. So I commend you because even I would, would be like just, well, again, done at that kind of itinerary. Oh, and I, I was. I mean, I, I don't know how many people yelled at. The poor guy in Bakersfield. I realized <laughs> it's such a small airport that they're actually out there helping with the plane and deboarding and I'm so impatient because I have been up because I stayed at the airport in Newark so I didn't have to get a hotel 
So I'm dying of sleep and food and everything. And he comes and I'm like, I, are you the, are you with American? He goes, yeah. I'm like, all right, I need to claim my bag because bag didn't make it. And I'm like yelling at the guy. So I called the next morning cause I didn't think of it that night. Called the next morning to ask them about, you know, when the bag was being delivered. And I said, I, I hope you'll pass this along. I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to, to be that way to him. I had just been up for, you know, over 24 hours and dealing with being rebooked after rebooked after rebooked. I was just done. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we had such good experiences at all of the airports we went through in our country travel that, you know, even though we left with plenty of time to get to the airport with plenty of time, it, it just is it like, of course, the one time where we're a little bit more pressed, everything yeah. sort of goes wrong and then I blow up. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Well, it was fun. It was the, it was fun. It was it the was adventure fun. of a lifetime. We have memories. We have souvenirs. Have My photos. Garth scarf. I took over is, 1800 photos. Yeah. My Garth scarf is with my... um is with my CMT Awards pillow that we pilfered. Uh, they gave uh, them to us. In sort of my 2022, uh, 2022 memorabilia corner on my foot uh, 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 ottoman that I have, and that's where it will stay. This is, And I have my Paris thing up there, and my Abbey Road magnet is on my fridge. So everything is cool. It was, it was great. I'm glad to be home. My feet wanted to die. Like I said on this, I think we gained weight because of the calf muscle. Right. So you've got things to do. I've got things to do. This has been a fantastic episode of what we're now calling TMU Radio. I'm Matt Bailey. And I'm Buddy Gon. Be sure to check us out at themusicuniverse.com and hit like, subscribe, and share and tmupod.com as well. Take care. I'm not going around. See you next time. <laughs>